Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Joshua chapter number 24 tonight and we'll look a little thought out of here. Joshua chapter number 24 we're going to continue uh, our study and our look at the home amen and um, refocusing on the home and I want to talk to you a few minutes out of these verses tonight. I'll be respectful of the time due to choir practice um, but let's see what we can learn tonight. Joshua 24 let's stand in honor and reverence in the reading of God's word. I'm going to pick up reading in verse number 14 and just read verse 14, 15, and 16. Um, but then we'll back up and look at the entire chapter by way of introduction and bring a few, a few thoughts out of it. The Bible said in verse number 14, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you'll serve, whether the gods which were uh, whether the gods which are your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The Bible said in verse 16, And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve the other gods. Now, I'm primarily interested in verse number 14. The Bible said this, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. I want to preach to you on this thought for just a little while tonight. How to leave a goodly heritage heritage behind you. How to leave a goodly heritage behind you. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us tonight. Father, thank you, Lord, for a wonderful service this morning. God, thank you, Lord, for a great spirit in your service tonight. God, the missions update, God, the uh, opening song, Father, the time of prayer, the special song, God. Father, thank you for allowing us to gather together again tonight to worship you. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us tonight. I pray, God, that you'd use us as we look into your word. Father, I pray, Lord, that we get a clear understanding of these verses. Help us, God, to preach nothing out of context. And, Father, only to utter the words, Father, that you'd have us to say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. Get on and look into these verses for just a little while and talk to you about this thought, how to leave a goodly heritage behind you how to leave a goodly heritage and really deal more with moms and dads and not just dads and not just moms, but moms and dads together tonight on how to leave that goodly heritage behind us. When I think about my heritage tonight, I am thankful that God allowed me to have a goodly heritage. My mom and dad's here tonight and they raised me in the house of God. They raised 
raise me around the Word of God. And uh, man, I have a goodly heritage tonight. I began to think about the children of Israel. Matter of fact, uh, whenever you begin studying the book of Joshua, and whenever you begin really in chapter number 14, uh, um, you'll find, or chapter number 24, you'll find uh, that Joshua brings everybody together in verse number 1. Uh, and Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem uh, and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads uh, and for their judges and for their officers. Uh, and they presented themselves uh, before God. And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Joshua brings them all together uh, and Joshua begins to walk them down memory lane. Matter of fact, if you'll look in your Bible when you go home and read Joshua 24, if you underline or mark in your Bible, if it's something that is reoccurring in my Bible, I've got it in green. And there's a lot of green in chapter number 24. It's like this. Matter of fact, chapter 24 says, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel in verse number two, or verse number two. Verse number three, he said, I took. Verse number four, he said, I gave. I gave. Verse five, I sent. I plagued. I did. I brought. Verse number six, I brought. Verse number seven, uh, uh, Lord, he put. Verse number seven again, I have done. Verse number eight, I brought. I gave. I destroyed. Verse number 10, I would not hearken unto Balaam. Verse number 10 again, I delivered you. Verse 11, I delivered. Verse 12, I sent. Verse 13, I have given you. Over and over and over, God is reminding them of what he has done for them, how good he has been to them. And as you read chapter number 24, really, it takes you all the way back to Genesis chapter number 12 when God promised a deliverer to bring the children of Israel one day out of Egypt's land and out of captivity. And you that knows your Bible knows that God did just that. God raises up Moses and Moses brings the children of Israel out of Egypt's land. They cross the Red Sea. They go three days in the wilderness. They make it to Mara. They make it to Elam. And then they begin their 40 years, their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. What should have taken them three weeks took them 40 years. Why? Because all they wanted to do was sit around and bellyache and complain. So for 40 years, now I'm not preaching on bellyaching and complaining. Come on and help me, all right? That's what they do for 40 years, Brother Steve. They wander in the wilderness. And even though they was wandering in the wilderness, God continued to meet their needs. God continued to supply their needs. Now, you know what? We come to chapter 24 now of Joshua. Of course, chapter number 1, Moses dies off the scene. Joshua takes over. Joshua leads them into Canaan's land. And Joshua, they begin living now in Canaan's land. And Joshua is doing his best to keep them on the right track. As they enter into Canaan land, no doubt, there's some kids that is born and some kids that grow up in Canaan's land. And all they have known is Canaan's land. All they have known is enjoying the blessings of God in their land. However, there was some 
that knew something completely different as they grew up. You say, well, who is that? There was some that was born in the wilderness. And there was some that their entire childhood growing up, you know where they was at? They was in the midst of the wilderness as their mom and daddy was wandering around out of God's will. You say, preacher, why do you say that tonight? Because it classifies everybody in this room in one of two groups. You see, I didn't grow up in the wilderness. I grew up walking in the blessings of God. I grew up around a godly home and a goodly heritage. I grew up with a mom and daddy that took me to the house of God, that taught me to read my Bible, that taught me to pray, that taught me to seek the right kind of wife and live in a goodly and a godly home. But there's some here tonight that grew up in the wilderness. Mom and daddy didn't take you to church. Mom and daddy didn't even send you to church. You grew up in the wilderness but hear me and hear me well tonight. Whether you grew up in the wilderness or whether you didn't whether you grew up in a goodly heritage or whether you didn't makes no difference tonight because here we see it and there's a generation that God is allowing us to bring up now and whether you grew up in the wilderness or not, knowledge you your choice and your decision and your responsibility to leave a goodly heritage for your family. You say, preacher, it was never left to me. Let's just forget about that. You say, well, preacher, I never had this and I never had that. Let's just forget about that. It doesn't matter if mom and daddy brought you up in church or whether they didn't. Here you are tonight and you have a choice on what you're going to do. So preacher, how do we leave a goodly heritage? Preacher, now that I'm saved, preacher, how do I leave a goodly heritage behind me? Can I say something to you tonight? It should be each and every one of our desires to do that. As an adult tonight, and as having children tonight, we should have a desire to leave the right things to our children. I said this this morning, I'll never leave my children a million dollars. I'll never, I'll probably never leave them $10,000 anyway. You say, why? I'm not going to leave it for them to take some other boy and, 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 and that, that, that I didn't even like that they married and spend everything that I worked my life for, man. I think I'm going to blow it all now, Brother Brian. But think about that. I told Daddy. Daddy looked at a new tractor several years ago, and um, uh, he said, I'm thinking about buying that tractor. And I said, well, you ought to buy it. He said, well, I don't know. He said, I'm trying to, uh, to leave a little money. And I said, look here, buddy. You can spend it right now, or I can spend it when you're dead and gone. One of two ways, it's going to get spent. So he bought the tractor. <laughs> now think about this with me tonight. No matter what kind of money we leave them, no matter what kind of quote-unquote inheritance we leave them, our first and foremost priority in our life, church, should be to leave our children a goodly heritage. A goodly heritage. That is what matters. Can I say it this way? I believe that it is our duty tonight to leave behind us a goodly heritage. You say, well, preacher, how do I do that? Number one, can I, I'll show it to you out of verse number 14. 
Number one tonight, it's our duty to submit. Our duty to submit. What did the Bible say in verse number 14? Now therefore fear the Lord. Now therefore fear the Lord. Joshua admonished the people to fear the Lord. This means to be afraid, to stand in awe, to reverence, to be stricken with a deep sense of honor, reverence, awe, and it also means to worship. It was the ideal of recognizing the exalted position of our Lord and Savior and standing in awe at Him. I also read this, fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is an Old Testament expression meaning uh, uh, reverent trust, uh, including the hatred of evil. What about that? Including uh, the hatred of evil. What does he say? That we fear the Lord, that we submit to the Lord. I, I was listening to uh, a preacher this week. Matter of fact, um, there's an old gentleman, older gentleman that I met this weekend. Uh, Leslie and I did him and his wife. Man, they're just precious. His name's Brother Walker, and he gave me a copy of the uh, of its ten uh, DVDs, uh, and it's entitled Solomon's Secrets to Success. It's some preacher in Texas, man, and and you say, what's his name? Honestly, I can't remember it off the top of my head. But if I could, I ain't gonna tell you because I'm getting a lot of ideas from what he's preaching right now <laughs> and here's he, he used this illustration he said this he said it is not our natural our natural instinct to submit to God it's not our natural instinct here's what he said he said there was an older gentleman that was working with a, a boat in his garage door. And he said for over an hour, he sat there and worked and worked and worked with that boat, but he could not get it started, Brother Robert. He said a younger guy walked up to him and said, what in the world have you been doing out here all this time? He said, I'm simply, Brother Eric, trying to get this boat in this door. And he said, well, did you put it in there and turn it? He said, yes, sir. He said, I've been taught my whole life, righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. He said, I, the younger gentleman looked at the boat, stuck it in there, turned it to the left, and it went right in and tightened up. And it was a backwards thread. He said that old man looked at him and he said, my whole life I've been taught the other way, so why do we need to change it now? It was not in his natural instinct to turn that boat to the left. It was in his natural instinct to turn it to the right. It is not in your natural man to submit to God in the things of this Word. Matter of fact, everything in this Word, according to the world, is backwards thread. Are you with me? Think about it tonight. You say, preacher, how am I going to leave a goodly heritage? Hear me and hear me well. You're going to have to learn to submit. Fear the Lord to submit to Him. We live in a society. We live in a society today 
where there is not much fear of God. There really isn't much fear of God. I done some things growing up and then there were some things that I didn't do. And the reason, Brother Brian, that I didn't do some things is not because I was afraid of my daddy, but I was afraid of my mama. She, you've heard me say this. She has no concept of three stripes or five stripes or even 40 save one. It was just beat till she decided to quit. There was some days 40 stripes save one would have probably been a relief. And the reason that I, the worst whooping I ever got in my life, I didn't do nothing. I did not. Chad Allen was the one that done it. And Linda Lineberry set me outside my Sunday school room door in the basement at Turner's Creek Baptist Church and my mama for some reason was not being faithful to Sunday school but was walking the halls. And there I sat outside that door. She carried me to the house. We lived about this far from the church or a little bit far. She, I don't even know if she remembers it, but bless God, I still bear the marks today. She beat, she didn't whoop me. She didn't whip me. She didn't, she beat me. And I'm telling you, I did not do nothing. It was Chad Allen. And he laughed about it. The only reason I didn't punch him in the nose is because I was afraid I'd get another beating when I got home. Linda Limeberry, my mama still don't believe me, but God's my witness. I didn't do nothing to deserve that one. I'm about to cry thinking about it. It was so bad. The reason I didn't do a lot of things is because I feared my parents. I was afraid of them, Brother Tim. A lot of people says they have a fear of God. But they can do anything they want to do. Come church time, who knows if they'll be here, if they won't be here. I'm just being honest with you tonight. There is no fear of God. You say, preacher, I want to leave a goodly heritage. Maybe you didn't have that. Maybe you didn't inherit a goodly heritage like I did. Here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to learn to backward thread things and submit to Christ to submit to him. Number one, our duty to submit. Number two, watch this, our duty to serve. Here's what we must do to leave a goodly heritage. What did he say? He said this, fear the Lord and serve him and put away the gods which your father served. Is that what your Bible said? The Bible said this, in sincerity and in truth. Not just serve him, but serve him in sincerity and in truth. I began to look at that and I began to study it. And here's what I found sincerity means. This is very interesting. Freedom from hypocrisy. Freedom. There was a lot of mmm right there. Did anybody else hear that? Freedom from hypocrisy. Here's what the word Truth means sincerity and truth. It means firmness, faithfulness. Watch this, reliableness. Reliableness. 
That's something that's a word that is not used anymore. Reliable. What is that? People don't half go to work. I, I, there's several men in here that's in leadership and owns their own businesses, and, and they say, Preacher, man, you can't hardly find somebody that'll get to work on time and do anything. And, and if they do get there, you about got to half let them work because you can't find nobody that will at least come in. Reliableness. And here's what he says. We not only submit to God, we not only fear God, but we serve him. But we don't just serve him. We serve him without hypocrisy, with a heart of reliableness. In other words, if we're going to leave behind a goodly heritage, our kids are going to have to see that we are reliable at the church house. That we are reliable in the service of God that we are reliable, that we are faithful, that we are firmly planted down at the church house. That freedom from hypocrisy, freedom from hypocrisy, freedom, it's getting quiet, from hypocrisy, that the world would see what we are in here, we are out there. Man, if we'll come in here and act one way and then we'll go down to the job place and act another way. If we'll come in here and act one way, but then we'll go to the job place and back talk to boss man and smart off to him and be a jerk to him and wonder why in the world they don't come to church. I'm preaching good tonight. I'm preaching, I'm talking about leaving a goodly heritage. Our children must know that we are firmly planted in the house of God and that the way we act here, we act out there. Amen, preacher. They've got to know that. Firmly, firm, faithfulness, firmness, reliableness. People were admonished to serve the Lord in sincerity and truth. Joshua had witnessed enough lip service unto the Lord with no genuine activity. He didn't encourage them to talk a good talk, but to put their faith in practice and actively engage in serving the Lord. He wanted them to be as sincere in their service to God and to seek to do so in a manner that was pleasing to him. There was no room for empty pretenders in Joshua 24. He said it's time that we push that to the side and that we serve God in sincerity and in truth. I read this, our children are watching our lives do they experience genuine service in our lives or just reverence to Scripture hanging on the walls? We would not enjoy what we have today if previous generations were content with mere reverence to the Lord but no sincere service to the Lord. Boy, how true that is. How true that is. How true that is. Freedom from hypocrisy. May God help us tonight, church, to not be hypocrites. To not be hypocrites. I see this. Number one, if we're going to leave a goodly heritage, it is our duty to submit 
It is our duty to serve, but not just to serve, but to serve with sincerity and truth. But then it is our duty to sanctify. What did he say again in verse number 14? And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. If we are going to leave a goodly heritage, it is our duty to sanctify. That word sanctify means this in a general sense, to cleanse, purify, or make holy. To separate, to set apart, or appoint, listen to this, to a holy, sacred, religious use. Can I say it again? Sanctify, in a general sense, to cleanse, purify, or make holy. To separate, set apart, or appoint to a holy, sacred, religious use. Can I just say it this way? It's therefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. If we are going to leave a goodly heritage, you're going to have to learn it is our duty to sanctify ourselves. It's real quiet to sanctify ourselves. To sanctify ourselves. You can have all the lip service you want to have, but when you've got all with your brother, It's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. You know what you need in your life and I need in my life if I'm that way? We need to be sanctified. (laughs) Amen. He said put away all that other junk. Put it away and serve the Lord. Although God had been faithful to Israel, there was false gods among them. Some of the people had influenced by the nations around them and chose to worship their gods. All the people were not seeking a holy, sanctified lives. They wanted to receive the Lord's blessings in abundance while holding on the pleasures of the flesh. Joshua challenged them to put away their idols and to serve God with a committed, pure heart. With a committed, pure heart. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot honor and please God until we are willing to put away the strange gods. Can I say that to you again? We cannot please God until we are willing to put away the strange gods. You say, well, preacher, <laughs> preacher, I'm not an idol worshiper, preacher, I, I, I'm not serving some strange God. When I ask you a question, is everything right between you and your parents? May I ask you a question, is everything right between you and your in-laws? Let me ask you a question, is everything right between you and your brothers, you and your sisters? Is everything right between you and everybody down at the church house? Is everything right? I'm not talking about getting drunk. I'm not talking about shooting up on dope. I'm not talking about fornication and adultery. Let's put it right here in the church house. 
Are you battling bitterness and anger? Well, no, preacher, don't bother me a bit. When somebody's name is mentioned, does it make your blood pressure go up? Then you've got a problem with bitterness. Are you hearing me tonight? We're going to have to sanctify ourselves. If we are going to leave a goodly heritage, there's times that Leslie and I has to talk about situations in the church. Things come up and, and, and we deal with things weekly. We deal with things weekly. We don't bring it to everybody. I don't take it to the deacons. If it ever goes to the deacons' ears, it's because it's just before somebody leaving the church or us having to church somebody. We talk to families practically weekly. And, and, and can I say something to you tonight? If, if there is aught, if there is, is problems, when Leslie and I have to talk about those things, we make sure that our children is nowhere around. There's sometimes we come up here and sit in my office to talk just because of that. Let me tell you the reason why. I don't want any little seed of doubt to be sowed in their mind about anybody in this church. Now, I want to say something to you tonight. If you run your mouth about somebody else inside this church around your children, you need to get right with God. If you run your mouth about your parents or your in-laws around your children, then you need to get right with God. Sanctify yourself. Let's just be real honest. Most of us sitting here today wouldn't have hardly nothing if it wasn't for our parents. Wouldn't have hardly nothing. What we want to do is buck up on them every once in a while. Sanctifiers. Boy, it's getting quiet, but I'm preaching good tonight. If you want to leave the right testimony behind you, sanctify. What are you putting in your kids' ears when you're going up the road? What are, you, what are you putting in their ears when they're watching TV? Our kids, is, they may sneak around and watch something and we don't know it. I'm going to tell you something. There ain't no bunch of garbage going to go in their ears and in front of their eyes. I pull their phones out regularly and they don't know it and check their history. You say, well, they can delete it and they can do this and they can do that. You know what? They can, but they'll never delete it from God. You know what? You ought to let your wife go through your phone and you ought to go through her phone. I'm talking about leaving a goodly heritage sanctified, holy, separated, set apart for the service of God. Leaving a goodly heritage. You say, well, preacher, sis, come start playing if you will. You say, well, preacher, I grew up in the desert. I, 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 I don't have a goodly heritage. Well, I'm sorry. I wish you did like I do. I really do. But there's nothing we can do about that. There is something, though, that you can do about the ones coming behind you. You can leave them a goodly heritage. You can leave them a praying mama and a praying daddy. Hey, look, not every man's going to be a preacher. Not every woman's going to be a Sunday school teacher. But every woman can be a praying mama. And every daddy can be a praying daddy and a daddy that loves God and, 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 and teaches his children to tithe and be faithful to the house of God. What are we leaving our children? 
leaving a goodly heritage. He tells them all of this, and then he gives us that great challenge of verse number 15 that everybody preaches on. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Then he goes to the conclusion of that, and he says, but as for me, even before he says his house, he says, as for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. I want to leave my children a goodly heritage. I want to leave it to them. I'm going to have to submit to God. And submitting to Him is contrary to what the world says. I'm going to have to submit to Him. I'm going to have to serve Him. I'm going to have to serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And I'm going to have to be sanctified. Every day of my life, I have to go back before Him. God, help me to walk right today. Help me to talk right. Help me to surrender my life to you. Amen.